I see London, I see Lonely Town. Welcome to another episode. Today we're going to be talking about When You Were Young, which is the next song from Sam's Town. And uh, like I mentioned when we talked about the song Sam's Town, that's the first song, and then we go through Interlude, and then it busts into this, the first single from the album. And uh, we talked a little bit about how Brandon said this was an autobiographical album, and, or chronological, and so when I read this song, I think a lot about how if Samstown is about wanting to leave Nephi in the song When You Were Young, the big lyric for me about that takes me back to Nephi, or that makes me think about Nephi, is where he says, sometimes you close your eyes and see the place where you used to live. We're going to jump straight to the chase. <laughs> you're not going to jump around or mess around with anything well, else. We'll you're talk gonna, about some other stuff. Right for the kill, Jimmy. I think one of my issues with this song, not issues, one of the problems I've had with interpreting this song is the music video. And it threw me off because as soon as you watch the music video, you think, oh, this has got to be about some guy who cheats on his wife in Mexico. <laughs> and, you know, because that, that's, that's what happens in the video. But... Um, you know, there's uh, a video that the Killers did where, where Brandon and Ronnie are talking about the music video while it plays. And he talks about how the, the director took a little bit different take on the song than it meant to him, to Brandon. And so I think a lot of my interpretation has been, you know, whenever I th think about the song and what it means, I, I have the images from the music video to attach to the lyrics. And so, you know, the part about when you were young has... The place where you used to live when you were young, I don't has nothing to do with Mexico with me, but <laughs> all the other lyrics to me are attached to the these images of this lady crying on top of the hill next to the cross and heartbroken and when I think of he doesn't look a thing like Jesus, I'm thinking of this guy that broke her heart. And I don't really think that's what the song's about. <laughs> but just the music videos kind of clouded my judgment in that way. A lot of the fun thing about music is we can all interpret it a, a different way, and we can interpret it our way. Uh, the way that Brandon interprets it is probably different than the way Ronnie uh, interprets it. Or, you know, a director comes in and, and puts their spin and puts together a, a, a video like Jimmy's talking about. So, obviously, when you're listening to this podcast, uh, we like to take it back to when we were young and talk about growing up in small town Utah uh, with Pressure Machine uh, coming out. We really wanted to find the killer's links to Nephi. So, of course, when we look at the song, we're going to try to uh, to say, okay, this is this is the Nephi parts of it. There's other parts, obviously, if you grew up. Uh, it, most people into the killers are kind of into, uh, I guess, not m most, but when they came out, if you were uh, in your early 20s, now you're getting into your late 30s, early 40s, maybe even early 50s, in that range. So... When you were young, it takes you back to that time and place where you first discovered and heard the killers. Uh, so for some people, that might be the connection. Uh, when we hear it, and that's the first thing I think of too, is uh, when, you, when you were young, the place that you used to live, I think that was growing up in Nephi. And um, I'm thinking in this, in this song, I'm thinking for different reasons. Uh, that's probably where Brandon's uh, referencing. Uh, we know he lived in Henderson for, for a time. Then he lived in Payson, uh, Utah, for a few years, and then Nephi uh, for a few years till he moved back to, to Henderson, started the band, and uh, goes back through all the discussions that we've had for, for a long time here. Um, but there's just a few things in here that make me think of that, uh, going back to when Sam's Town 
uh, came together. He's talking about it being kind of a biographical. He's trying to take a, a Springsteen approach. Some people say he's trying to rip off Springsteen. And Springsteen likes to talk about New Jersey and where he grew up and where he came out of, where he came from. Uh, I don't think this is about Vegas, personally, because uh, when you were young and having these life experiences, it wasn't happening in, in Vegas. It's kind of uh, almost telling a love story, which I think is where the director went from from that. But uh, for me, you know, it's talking about mountains. It's talking about uh, driving down skylines or what's the, what's the lyric I'm looking for right there? On the highway skyline. Highway, highway skyline. <clears throat> that could be Vegas or the desert. There's some places where you just have open stretches of road and you can just drive forever and see the skyline. Uh, but that's, that's Utah as well. Or, you know, so for me, you have mountains, you have skyline, and you have uh, where, when you were young. And I remember uh, a few years ago, Jimmy, do you remember Guitar Hero? I do. I never played it, but it was like it was a, a popular, it was a big, big thing, popular thing. I remember this song was on Guitar Hero. And, uh, we get together at like my mother-in-law's or, or with uh, my little brother had it. And it was just something that you could do that was, you know, easy to pass the time. But it was kind of fun because you have these popular songs. And uh, there for about 15 minutes, you thought that you could actually play the guitar or something. <laughs> and then you're just pushing buttons. But uh, I remember this song being on there. And again, it's going back to I haven't been this lifelong Victims fan. Or, you know, I, I got into Hot Fuss. I followed the Killers. Me and Jimmy would, would talk about it. But... Uh, I remember that being on the song, there that song being on on this this game, which is a huge game. And again, it took me back to I can't believe this is the same kid that uh, we went to you know middle school and high school with there that was from Nephi. So I guess I, I think somebody talked about that once when we were talking. I think it was the choir, the, one of the guys from the choir. His only reference or the only way that he knew about the Killers was from rock band. So it was probably a good marketing tool guitar uh, or guitar hero. When I say rock band. I don't know. They were like the same. It was like, I, now I'm wondering which one it was because they were it like, was guitar hero. was it? Because they were breakoffs of each other. But uh, same, same idea, same concept. But it was probably a good marketing tool to try to get kids into your music if you license it that way. I, I'm wondering how many fans came from that, and you know, because it plays some of the older music and stuff that we grew up with as well. So anyway, for what it's worth, uh, it just takes me back to uh, when I was young. Uh, you know, Nephi, when you were young, might have been playing Guitar Hero. Or when you were young, it might have been listening to Sam's Town come out and you're, you're driving around with your friends trying to cause some trouble. And uh, it's a really, it's a, it's a fun song. Talking about that reminds me of the first time I heard the song. I remember being at my parents' house in Nephi. I don't know if it was like the summer. I don't know, that doesn't line up because I think the album came out in November of 2006. But it was probably... Summer of 2007, I went to the Killers website, and at the time it was, you know, back when the internet was internet 1.0 or whatever, 2.0 maybe by that time, where most of the websites were flash-based, and you'd have animations or songs that would play, but they're not, I don't know. Anyway, I remember going to the Killers website, and the song was playing on the background through, um, you know, whatever you click on, it's playing in the background. And... Uh, we were going to be going on a on a backpacking trip, and I really wanted the song, but either it hadn't come out yet, or I wasn't I didn't want to buy it until the album came out. I don't remember the timing, but I remember using my aux cord, plugging one into the microphone and one into the into the headphone jack, and recording it on my computer so that I could take it with me on this camping trip, so I could have it listen to it while I hiked. And, um, and then I eventually bought it when I I had wanted a legal means of listening to it, but. Yeah, it's definitely a Nephi when I heard it the first time. And, you know, I thought about that. I've always thought 
you know, probably since then that we're talking about when he was young, the house, I mean, he's not even saying the house I grew up in, uh, but when you're talking, you know, in third person about you, it's, you can relate it to yourself or whatever, but I started wondering after our discussion that started with our Samstown episode about how, you know, if the, if a lot of the theme of the album is wanting to leave Nephi and get to Vegas, then I could see how this song could be about his, the house he grew up in in Henderson and uh, how he would close his eyes and think of that place and make him want to go back, and which led to him eventually actually doing that. And by the time he recorded the song, he'd been back for 10 years, but um, it was, it's obviously been a big part, <laughs> influence on his, his life and, and lyrics. So I love, now that we, you know, we went on the tour of, of the annex where he grew up in Nephi, and I, I want it to be about that place. <laughs> but I can see how, based on the other themes we've talked about, how it could easily be about, you know, be, be about him as a young kid thinking about going back uh, to the house he grew up in as an even younger kid. So, yeah, I, uh, I think I shared this story too, but um, I think we were watching Song Exploder on Netflix. They, they cover this song in detail. If you haven't seen that, uh, probably go out of your way after, after you hear this episode in its entirety, of course. <laughs> go, go watch Song Exploder. Don't turn it off now. Is it Exploder or Explorer? Exploder. It's a weird name for a. It's no Lonely Town. No, that's a great <laughs> name. Sound Exploder over on, on uh, Netflix, and they do a, a breakdown with the band about uh, the song and, and developing it and all that. Uh, me and my wife uh, watched that a while ago, and uh, she kind of had the epiphany there, and she looked at me and she goes, that was Nephi, you know? And I was like, finally, somebody. Like, <laughs> where, the place where you used to live when you were young. I, like Jimmy's saying, uh, we don't know. Uh, we like to think so, and we can make arguments for that. Uh, but it, it's just kind of fun to connect the, connect the puzzle pieces like we've talked about uh, to go over to the annex to have uh, Meadow and, and some of the people down there kind of sharing their stories and finding things uh, that the family, you know, had done or, or I don't know, just go through there and seeing different things and thinking, you know, very well this song could be uh, talking about that. But then, then again, there, there's multiple houses. Uh, but it's more of that feeling you get, too, when you, you think back to when you were young. Uh, the world was a pretty magical place. Uh, you hadn't really had adulthood set in. You hadn't had a career, uh, bills, family obligations, that kind of thing. If you, if you think back to, to when you were young and all the possibilities that were out there, even when he's singing this in his early 20s, you know, you still have a lot of life ahead of you. And, you know, and just going through this, this uh, story here about uh, the guy doesn't look a thing like Jesus, but, you know, acts like a gentleman and, and, you know, all these adventures, can we climb this mountain? And we got the hurricanes coming in and all that. It, it just kind of took me back to uh, when you're a child and you look at things, it's it's different. There's a different perspective. Uh, my my house I grew up in, we were having a chat with uh, with a friends uh, in our little friends group, a text group about where we grew up. And our one our one buddy from, from, from old Frederick from Perump was showing us some of his houses. Uh, some other friends were chiming in on things. And the childhood house I grew up in uh, has been torn down and is now a parking lot. And uh, before it got torn down, we drove over to see it because we, we heard uh, news that that was going to happen. And how I remember that house looking and how big and, and spacious and things, I remember that being as a kid versus when I, when I went back and was kind of peering through windows and, and looking inside. It, it looked like a whole different structure. So it's just kind of weird how that can change uh I don't know if it's just height. I don't know if it's imagination. I don't know if it's just youth or, or what it is. But All the above. Everything just kind of comes together, and, and, and the magic sometimes goes away, and it's trying to recapture that. And I think in this song does a good 
uh, it does a good job of kind of recapturing that imagination in youth, at least for me when I listen to it. You know, you go back to, to picturing where you grew up when you were young and, and what was going on. And, and and then, yeah, we see the video and it's nothing like <laughs> what I thought it was. So who knows? You know, I don't. So one of the other perspectives that I think we can bring to our listeners, besides being from Nephi, is just having the the LDS perspective, uh, the religion that we share with Brandon. <laughs> and, you know, this song, I think, has a heavy influence of, you know, heavy theme of redemption or, uh, I don't know, necessarily repentance, but uh, trying to get better or do better. And, you know, it starts out by talking about save you from your old ways, you play forgiveness. Um, and then, of course, it says it doesn't, talk, doesn't look a thing like Jesus, but he talks like a gentleman. And then I also like how later he brings up the devil, who says the devil's water ain't so sweet. And you have to go back probably more than a year to <laughs> when we talked about Pressure Machine, where it talks about two feet dangling in the stream, you know, and, and dipping your feet like it says here. And, and not I can't help but think of the Salt Creek when he talks about the water that's not so sweet. I don't think the Salt Creek is the devil's creek, but... Could be. Uh, it's definitely, well, we still haven't gotten <laughs> a first-person account of someone tasting the water that's supposed to be salty because it goes through the salt mines in Salt Creek Canyon. Anyway, Derek, we got to find a volunteer to go lick the Salt Creek. I'm going to get up on my inoculations and we'll go We'll go take a, a sip. <laughs> I don't remember, like, I, I've, I went down the, the, the creek in the tubes back in the day. I don't remember having salty taste but again i wasn't gulping you're trying to gulp the water so maybe you have to taste it up by the maybe source. you have to be up yeah for the by the source uh yeah let me know a, if let, let us know if you're willing to volunteer we need to have <laughs> multiple taste tests multiple parts of the creek if, if you're willing to volunteer there'll be a prize for you that joey's family lives right on it and he wouldn't he wouldn't volunteer i can't believe it uh, we, we expect more from from joey meadow has a coffee shop right on the creek we have got, we've got, maybe when we get a chance know. to talk to After Joey, we talked to Meadow, some... I went out to look at the creek. That was about the time I decided I wasn't going to sip that water. <laughs> wasn't the cleanest that day. Uh, but again, with the, with the redemption uh, part, uh, you know, you're sitting in your heartache and, and it's talking about kind of a breakup kind of thing. But again, this was when Brandon uh, notoriously was saying that he decided the rock and roll lifestyle might not be for him. So... I think, again, in this song, we have uh, that coming through as far as uh, does he want to go left or go right? Does he want to keep trying to pursue that image and that rock and roll lifestyle, even though he doesn't really think that's for him, but that's kind of what's expected of him? Or does he want to go more to the family life or, or try to straddle the fence? Or, you know, so you can kind of see that coming through as far as, you know, is it all, is it all right to dip your feet once in a little while, you know, kind of be rebellious? Uh, I, I think there's something to, to be said you know, I'll, I'll you can argue any of the points. Uh, I don't think it's conformity and a hard line is always the best thing. And I don't think uh, just being a, a debaucherous person is a, is a great thing. So I think sometimes, you know, uh, crossing the line a little bit keeps you alive and uh, and uh, moderation in all things. That's what I'm trying to come up with, Jimmy. So, uh, but you can see kind of a struggle in his head. He's he's got the success. Uh, all of his rock star uh, idols, you know, are, are kind of dying off, but they lived uh, this life to excess, and now he's got the opportunity to do it. And if you go back and, and read a lot of uh, the interviews uh, that came out with Samstown about that time, he's still trying to portray that he's this, you know, rock and roll, indie rock and roll guy. He's meeting 
a lot of the people that come to interview him in, in little bars in uh, Vegas and all these hotels and the back rooms and smoky back rooms and, and having a drink of whatever. And But then in the same, it will always come out about his family upbringing and uh, usually Mormonism or wanting to have kids or uh, that comes out too. So I think there was a real mindset in Samstown where he's trying to figure out which way am I going to go and is that going to kill my career, you know, or am I going to be able to be successful with it? So uh, when we see lyrics like that come out in this song, even though it's talking about some girl heartbroken because uh, her boyfriend had an affair on her in Mexico, well, he was imagining of his, his childhood home in Nephi. You know, there's a bunch of things that come out. And like I said earlier, it, it's fun to go down that. It's, it's fun for, for us to kind of put our spin on things and our perspectives and our arguments. Uh, ultimately, the great thing about music is, you know, here in six months, we could probably re-record this episode and have a whole different opinion. And we could go back and do uh, Pressure Machine or, or, or Hot Fuss and probably think differently if we were to listen to them uh, again, just because of where you're at in your life or, or what you're going through. Uh, good music can do that. It can make you, uh, it's kind of like art. You know, you can appreciate it or look at it differently. And uh, depending on where you're at with your life or what you're trying to come up with or see, it, it takes you to different spots. So uh, for me and Jimmy right now, we're still on, this is the Annex and Nephi and whether it is or it isn't really doesn't matter, but it is a it's a good song. It's a fun song to go over. Well, the thing I like about t- doesn't look like Jesus, but talks like a gentleman. I think it's to me that theme there is you might not be perfect, but you can still try. And when I listened was listening to Samstown and heard in this river as well, which we'll cover, where he says, uh, "I've been trying hard to do what's right," and I th- I think for me that's what this song is about. For me is you know the whole Jesus line. <laughs> is is about just even though you're not perfect just you can still be a good person <laughs> yeah and i think a lot of that might come from uh growing up in utah as well and nephi as far as there's kind of this image of uh perfection uh it talks about it again in the pressure machine there's expectations that people have for you and as you grow up or you go out and you meet other people hey this person might not look exactly exactly like jesus uh this person might you know have different vices or be going through different things in their lives. Some people might be repulsed by them or, or whatever, but it's how they treat you. You know, he talks like a gentleman. He treats you well. He's a good person. And I think there's there's some of that. If you grow up in an overly religious atmosphere or something, you kind of lose lose uh, that. You think, well, do they go to church on Sundays? Or are they, you know, wear nice suits? Are they you know, paying their tithing or they, <laughs> you know, doing what they're supposed to be on Sundays or, or whatever. And, and reality is none of that really matters. It's what kind of a person are you? Or is it a good person? Are you an honest person? Are you treating people well? Because, uh, I mean, we, we know plenty of people that can can look and act the part, but when it comes down to it, they're really not that great of people. Uh, they don't treat people right. They're, they're looking at ways to cheat people. They're not doing what they say they're going to do. Um, and, and, you know, that goes vice versa. Uh, but a lot of times, some of the better people I've known uh, would be the people that don't look like that, don't act like that. But once you actually get to know them, you know, there's not a better person you'll run into. So I think there's a little bit of that, too, as far as, uh, you know, you grow up and he's in this religious mindset. And he's been in this pressure machine of this is what a good person is. This is what successful people look like. You clean cut. You do this. You do that. You walk this line. And you get back to, to Vegas or you get back around some other people and you're like, well, this person doesn't do any of those things, but he's a good person and he treats people right, you know. And uh, I don't know where that goes back to what you imagined when you were young, but 
I, I think there's some of that in there to be. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to make this mesh into to the Pressure Machine uh, prequel hard, Jimmy. That's where I'm going <laughs> to go with all these. But I, I think there's something to that uh, upbringing in, in Utah. Not that that's everything, but kind of Nephi in that, that aspect is there was a lot of, you know, is this person, what's their church calling? What did they go on a mission? Did they whatever? And, and really a lot of the good people or the best people you'll meet don't fit all those molds and that that's okay. Yeah, and it's definitely easy to to judge people by what you can see or what, you know, the, those external things that are easy to easy faster to perceive. But like we talked about in Samstown where he says, uh, I'm sick of all these judges. <laughs> so scared of what they'll find. So, yeah, I like that. I like that take. So, hope you enjoyed our latest episode. Thanks for listening. That's another episode down from Lonely Town. <laughs>